Let her neighborhood in which everyone was filthy rich She left her parents home and strayed with a vagabond Who made vows of love she'd never heard And she believed his every word She left no forwarding address Just took her youth and happiness As with the boy she vanished in The secret sweetness of their sin demanded space so they roamed from place to place although she realized she'd sinned she threw caution to the wind as she followed him around while he slowly dragged her down so overpowering was her love that it had made a captive of the young girl's heart and soul and mind in other words love drove her blind emotion for a girl she let her heart become her world but worlds that God has never wrought fall asunder we have thought had she been wiser she'd have known she couldn't feed him love alone she should have known the day would come when he would quit her just for crumbs he needed fresh new meat to carve and left her heart soul and mind to starve
young girl of sixteen, child of springtime, still green, lying here by the road. If I
Shuffle more bars, skags. From 1976, close to you. Hey, they long to be close to you, the Carpenters. Dion Warwick, dude, you'll never get to heaven if you break my heart. Bobby Blue Bland, I paid the fool. In the still of the night, with the five satins, tears on my pillow. Little Anthony and the Imperials. Delphonics, la la la, la means I love you. Hey little girl by Major Lance, Archie Bell again, with the drills again, there's gonna be a showdown. Shake your tail brother, James and Bobby, purify. Roy Head, and the treats. T-R-A-I-T-S, genetic treats, treating her right, doing treat her right. Johnny Rivers, doing midnight special. Urethra Franklin, baby, I love you. Coaster searching. Major Lance, one more time, doing the monkey time, written by Curtis Mayfield. Mutiny Radio, out of him. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. 
watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch. Let's watch right away because I can't sit. You're like one of those producers where you get on the mic and he's like, oh, you're so loud. I have to grimace and make publicly. Uh, yeah, my yeah. headphones, you know, they're kind of, let's, we'll turn them down, Chuck. Turn down the heads. All right. The set headset. You're listening to LWAFLMOYT. Let's stand up, watch a full-length movie on YouTube here on National Public Radio. On NPR. On NPR. Affiliate. We are part of the American Public Radio Network, which is not affiliated with National Public Radio, but we do bring programming. We're on uh, Mutiny Radio right now. Mutiny and, and we're not associated Radio. with Pacifica either. Definitely. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, was it? So we have a Pacifica in the Bay Area, and you're yeah. out there in New Jersey. Perfect. You have the... You have the classic one in New oh, York City, B-I. right? WBIA. Hey, 730 words you can't say on TV. Oh, we got sued. Oh, hey. Uh, you know what? Abby Hoffman had a, had a radio show called Radio Free USA on WBAI right before he passed away. I think it was that, that was station. Anyway, hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We stream right now on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Carl, New yeah. Jersey time. And what we do is we watch an entire movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you, let us. And we want you to watch the movie on YouTube and listen to us at the same time as we do it at 2 p.m. We also have a podcast by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. I built I build it up and then I hit the last one. It's fun to stay that the L W A No, so remember that acronym. Go ahead and find our podcast, subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to watch the movie and listen to us, but not do the hard work, Carl will do it for you. Not only did Carl write the theme song, not only did Carl is going to produce the upcoming uh comedian countdown. Uh, he also syncs up the audio and video and posts it on our YouTube channel. Yet you're still just listed as a guest on the call sheet. I am the curator of our channel. That doesn't make me on the show. I'm helping what are you, out. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Carl, what is the movie we're seeing right now today? We will watch Gone in 60 Seconds. Not Nicolas Cage. 1974. Sure. Gone in 60 Seconds, 1974. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like is 24 by 7 movies. Well, it's 24 forward slash slash 7. It's the only one you're going to bump into, right? Right. There are three O's in in movies. Oh. Like Cal was saying. Well, this is moving pictures. We got a lot of cars moving around. Uh, The premise of this podcast is that we get to see movies that I read about. And, oh, my God, I read about this movie from 1974. 
It is a cult classic. We're always happy to retread out one of the great cult classics here on our show because it's on YouTube. And, you know, we're community movies, bad movie lovers and cult film aficionados. So go ahead, click on the link that's gone with 60 seconds, 1974. 24-7 movies. movies. I'm going to subscribe to that channel just because I like yeah. I like their style. And uh, what we'll do is we want you to hit pause, move the timer to 000. We have a great segment that Carl has produced called Comedian Celebrity Comedian Countdown. You're going to get to meet a comedian, get to hear a little backstory, maybe realize this person is not, is not that funny. And, uh, you know, well, maybe you'll find out their address. Maybe, maybe you want to just uh, call the SWAT on them. You know, a lot of constructive things in these days. But anyway, well, I'm really excited. Actually, a very funny comedian from New Jersey. I haven't seen Herod yet, but I'm really excited. And then we'll be back with the movie. Once you hear the countdown, once you hear go, click go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Andrea Bryan. Welcome, Andrea. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are a newbie to comedy, uh, so I'm wondering, like, how long you've been into it and what got you started? Uh, so I've only been doing comedy for about a year and a half. Uh, always been a huge fan of stand-up comedy, but just never thought that's something that I should uh, should try my hand at. Uh, but about a year and a half ago, I was a, a guest on a podcast, and they wanted us to write Christmas-themed jokes and have about a minute of material. And I did that. I got some laughs, had a blast, and then decided I should write a five-minute set and um, perform that a few days later in a friend's basement uh -huh. and uh, to great encouragement and uh, just been doing it ever since. You know? So that gave you the bug, right? But when you oh, yeah. got that encouragement, that applause, that laughter, is that what made you keep going, keep wanting to do it? Or Yeah, well, because we... We have in our minds that we want to do something, but we also want to make sure we're on the right track. And, and certainly that encouragement, I thought, okay, well, uh, I'm making people laugh, maybe not yeah. as consistently as I would like, but that'll come later. Uh, let's let's do this. This is fun. And it has come later. I mean, I see you do the guest spots at Scotty's and everybody's with you. You know, there's no dead jokes. I mean, you've got your, you got, you got more than five minutes, I'm sure.
right? What oh, are you asking yeah. about? Yeah, at this point, yes. <laughs> It'd be weird if I if I only had that at this How many point. minutes do you have? Uh 20. 20, 20. minutes. Very nice. Sure. For a year and a half, 20 solid minutes. Oh yeah. Tight 20, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure I could pad that out with some crowd work, but uh but yeah, 20 20 for sure. Um but and that's that's another thing, you know, crowd work has been kind of a yeah. work in progress over the last last year, but I'm having fun with that, too. Well, I saw you do it last night, the crowd work. Uh, no, no, it was on Friday, right? It yeah. was on Friday, right? Yeah. So you grew up in the Bay Area. You went into the mm -hmm. Navy. You made your way to New York City. Tell me about this journey. Tell me how you got all the way yes. here from there, uh, especially after the Navy. Yeah, so, well, even... From the Bay Area to the Navy wasn't a straight line. I uh, I lived and worked in Lake Tahoe for a couple of years. Then I moved to Idaho and all Idaho. sorts of things. So I joined the Navy out of Idaho. Uh, joined the Navy, see the world. They sent me the next state over to Washington, the Seattle <laughs> area. Uh, I was there for a couple of years. Uh, then they sent me over to Bahrain yeah. uh, over in the Middle East for about a year. And that's where I finished up my time, and I got out and moved to Salt Lake City. Uh, I was there for about five years, I, finishing up school, working a little bit. I got back into the Navy Reserves while I was out there. Uh, but again, being a huge comedy fan and everything else, I, I kept uh, making trips out to New York City and thinking, Man, I'm having a blast. <laughs> Every single time I come out here, I don't do a whole lot for fun in Salt Lake. And uh, so about four years ago, I, I decided to move out here and been here ever since. Natural, natural progression. So Bahrain, was that a life-changing experience? Uh, there's no uh, like watershed moment or anything like that. It was, but it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. See how, how other cultures live. And yeah. uh, that's, you know, I guess for one transformative thing, that was the first place I had experience food delivery that was a totally uh -huh. foreign concept and now it's it's everywhere <laughs> um but yeah it was it was just interesting to see see how other people lived and, and to live somewhere else that wasn't the united states for a whole year is not something that a lot of americans get to say they did absolutely so this uh bahrain and the navy experience and the reserves has led you to this podcast that you do called the decompression chamber Yes. Tell me about that. How can people find that, and and what's it all about there? It's a, it's veteran based. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh yeah decompression chamber, Spotify, iTunes, all all your finer podcasts. It's also 
I put it up on my YouTube channel. Um, but it's just me sitting down with a fellow veteran and interviewing, well, so far just him, but I'm open to female guests as well. Mm -hmm. I've only been at it a month. Uh, but we talk about their time in the military. Uh, a lot of times, there's a lot of people, a lot of Americans who don't know a veteran personally. And so they, they hear the word veteran and they think it was someone who was downrange. And those, those are veterans. They're great people. But I'm kind of more interested in the stories of people who, well, I, I worked uh, intelligence. So I knew that Desert Storm was going to happen the moment it did. I was receiving communications. I was recalled. Or I served in South Korea and was worried about, you know, nuclear bomb attacks from the north or whatever else so yeah. it's uh it's weird things that people don't really think about and it's kind of almost like a quiet service because then these individuals go on to their civilian lives uh but yeah I sit down for about 40 to 60 minutes and and kick around the topic of uh military service it sounds like a great deep dive. Now, we've got a veteran show coming up on a Thursday, probably in July or August in uh, Scotty's. I'll talk with you about that offline. Maybe you should be a part of it. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Now, one of your credits for comedy is not a comedy credit at all. <laughs> it is the impressive yeah. fact that you can deadlift 300 pounds. Tell me about that. Yes. So uh, I after I quit drinking a couple years ago, you know, you got to fill that void with something else. So I ended up found out I liked lifting heavy things. Mm. And uh, so I got into all the, the great power lifts and uh, deadlifts being among them. And uh, yeah, I, I can deadlift uh, 300 pounds. Just tested the other day. Still, still yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, still got it. <laughs> yeah. Still, still got it. So still like lifting heavy things. Uh, but yeah, last night, uh, Gene brought it up in just the most humorous way possible. And <laughs> it was at that moment, I was so horrified with myself because I realized what a dumb credit it was. <laughs> it's a great credit. It's funny, it's <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not yeah. silly, but I'm saying to apply it, it to comedy, you know. That's, it, it, yes, that's that was the thing. It was like all of a sudden the spotlight was shown on me. I'm like, oh, Gene, you got me good, buddy. Wow. <laughs> now there's, I did it um, to myself. We talked about your podcast, but you're also involved in many, many podcasts because you're part of two subscription-based, you know, behind-the-paywall services. One is Gas Digital, and mm -hmm. the other is Compound Media. Now, I, I think you started at Compound, and now you're at Gas Digital. Or, or Tell me about this experience, and, and yeah. you know, what got you there, and, and where are you at today? Yeah, so I, I was... Uh... Again, this is me being a huge comedy fan. So uh, Compound Media, I got to uh, kind of got to know them, you know, being a fan and coming in all the time. And then since I was coming in so frequently, I thought it's a little weird just for me to be here and empty hint. So I started bringing in cookies and uh, yeah. boy, that is the key to everyone's heart. So <laughs> I was included in a lot of things. Um, oh, well, you know, we've got uh, an extra cod at one of the hotels for comedians of the compound if you want to if you're coming down uh stuff like that so they're always very inclusive of me yeah uh, if i wanted to, to tag along for stuff um and actually with the networking i did there uh once a job came up at gas digital uh i just had a whole list of very recognizable references to say this you is going to be your next office manager yeah. yeah so i've been with gas digital for about six months love it over there they treat me great um and I, I love it over there too, because for guests, 
you don't know who's going to walk through the door. It's it could be yeah. something I've watched on TV for 20 years. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's really a great experience. There they are in person and three dimensional, not on a flat screen. I know. Right? Yeah, so yeah. This is even how we met. This um, I think it was Gino Pisconti, right, on Compound Media, brought you to Scotty's with Bobby Tamboro. Um, yes. I, no, was actually, I well, I may have gone to see Gino. Uh, it, I Dave Lando Dave brought me. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So this brings up my uh, the program you are in. There is a little known comedy program called <laughs> Rides for Spots. Yes. That's been very successful for you. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if a headliner needs a ride to to a gig, uh, when they ask, it's usually implied or they'll say so. You you can have a guest spot. So right. um, you know, since Dave Landau is no longer lives out on the east coast he'll be flying in he gets to a hotel i get him from the hotel he's been very kind very generous at that and then uh uh pat dixon on friday he yes. uh he let me know hey if you uh you know can give me a ride you can get a spot and i i had nothing scheduled i i hadn't been on stage for a week so i was uh i was more hungry for the spot than he was for the ride it was very nice of him now, Pat Dixon is also on Compound Media. He's got the New York City Crime Report. But he didn't say to you, hey, I need a ride, right? He called you up and said. Uh, well, he texted me and said, if you'd like to come to, out to Scotty's tonight, you're cordially <laughs> invited. Yeah. But I, I know Pat well enough. I knew exactly what that message meant. So it was, it was all great. All on board. Being a comedy Uber does not suck. No, not at all. I, I don't mind it. Fun. Okay, so. Andrea Bryant, and it's with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N-T. Well, I want to see how Correct. people can find you out there on the internet, social media, YouTube channels. You let me know that you have at comicscard.com mm -hmm. forward slash Andrea dash Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T, comicscard.com forward slash Andrea dash Bryant. What do yes, we sir. find on that page? Uh, so you can find all my socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even LinkedIn, if you want to drive down your value on that site. Um, but there's also my calendar of dates. So if you want to come out and see me, uh, yeah. that's towards the bottom of the page as well. Terrific. Okay. Andrea Bryant, everyone at home is sitting there ready and poised to watch this movie with us. It is essential that they press play at the exact same time we do in the studio. So why don't you, Andrea Bryant, with a Y, give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown uh, comedian. Ready to start the movie. Oh, that's the scene from Kill Bill. Now this isn't original music. What's that? That's Kill Bill took us took a the scene with the sunglasses on the dashboard oh, and did really? an homage by having the sheriff driving into the chapel. Well, I really love hate that Quentin Tarantino. You know, it's kind of a prick move. It's like ah, uh, you know. Well, but... he's he's a fellow podcaster now. Him and Roger Avery, the writer of Pulp Fiction, have a podcast on movies. Uh -huh. Well, that's perfect that he would have a podcast with, boy, can he blah, blah, blah. Oh, the audacity. The audacity. Can you believe the guy talking about movies? Talks over movies. God, who needs that shit? <laughs> I'm not saying that. So, okay, yeah, so it's a complete rip. opens up letting us know what it is. It's 
going to be all about driving fast. Sweet. Have you seen the remake with uh, Angelina Jolie and Nicholas yes. Cage? Did you like that movie? I don't know. It was okay, but it, it wasn't uh, really this movie. You know, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Strong, told me this story. He went to see this movie at the Thousand Van Ness, which is not a thing anymore. And uh, the line was impossible, and the concession line took forever. Uh-huh. Oh, this movie is such a train wreck. I didn't realize oh. the movie was such a... Good one, Mike. It went off the rails. Anyway, so... Wait, 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 wait. This happened in real life, and the director took advantage of it. He just, yeah. come on, everybody! And they quickly ran over here. He, he was, like, tipping cows, and he's like, I got an idea. Let's tip this train and film it. No, he said he, got, he was on the police scanner. We have a uh, train wreck perfect for my movie. Yeah, all this footage. Think of the production value, right? We're watching a movie, right. and there's something awful, a fucking train wreck. Now, he's an insurance investigator, and he's showing oh. up to assess the damage. You know, I did that as a living. I was an insurance inspector. Uh-huh. And what I did was I would, there'd be insurance companies that would deal with like cars and shit like that. And I would say, hi, I'm Mike. I'm your insurance inspector for Waltham, Massachusetts. Uh, can you answer a few questions for me? And they'll go, okay. How, what would you say, the how much money you guys make? Is it about uh, low four figures, high five figures? You know, they're like, well, get off the phone. But I, I would make sure that everything's in line with the insurance policy. But it was with the companies, not the people. Now, what we just saw here was an auction, and he bought this car for 300 bucks. And now what? It's yeah, that piece of, that hunk of junk. You're talking about 1974 money. Did you know that $300 back in 1974 yeah. was worth $300 in 1974? Right. Yeah. You know, I never think of it that way. Back then, that was serious money. It was worth yeah. 300 in $1974. $300. So my friend Mike Srog went to see a movie and the line took forever. Everything took forever. The concession stand took forever. And the first trailer was gone in 60 seconds. And they go, time to get your ticket to this theater. One minute. Time to get your popcorn. A minute, 30 seconds. And everyone went, boo! No, it didn't. It took 40 <laughs> minutes. Great story. Great story. Great story. Now look what they're doing. They're stripping the car. But it's really not like about parts or anything, although they will keep the engine or whatever. It's about those serial numbers, vehicle numbers, VINs, right? right. They're, they're going to steal cars yes. and replace it with these VINs. So wait a minute. They, oh, so they just want the VIN. Yeah, and other distinguishing things. <laughs> so they'll put that sticker on a different car. Yeah, look at them lifting it off right now. Yeah. Ooh, uh-oh, titties, Carl, act cool. He's got centerfolds on the wall, act cool. <laughs> Look this the other way. Bill. You see that it's a code name because it's illegal. There's our director and writer and producer and star and genius. With this kind of cowboy suit? Yeah, well, that's just 70s pants. It's not a cowboy suit. It's a cowboy suit. <laughs> yeah, because uh, cowboys were a big deal in the 70s. You see the- Not in football suits, yeah. Well, he's got the hair. He's got to show it off. These guys have the same jeans, though. Yeah. You see that guy right there? I really don't know his name. In real life, he's... Uh... Well, I just don't know. Uh, LAX? He's... Okay. The director's name is H.B. Halicki. 
and he saved a lot of money by not having any stars. And the, the speed is the star of this. Oh, look how lax that airport is. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, I like that, but I'm I'm over that airport. I am ex-lax. <laughs> Listen, we didn't do a celebrity comedian countdown, so we can't time this, but it should this car should be gone in 60 seconds. Okay. On Mississippi. To Mississippi. Mississippi. I don't know how long a second. 60 is. bottles of beer on the wall. 60 seconds of beer. If one of them falling in falls. How many bottles uh, of beer on the wall? 59 seconds bottles of beer on the wall. Look at it. Oh, oh, cranking it. Northwest Orient. Who hasn't done that in the car? Am I right? Uh, cranking <laughs> it. Look at them. So they're just gone. Hustling. Gone. Seconds by my count. Now, this movie I read about first in Psychotronic uh, Video Guide. From, uh -huh. And he was saying this guy was a real stuntman who. Yeah just scraped up money and, and made his own stunt movie Let's and it was see. really successful right he really is a car mechanic repair kind of person he just loves cars and he and he he, he spent a lot of money on this film but the the film made money it made millions now you I, I don't I, I don't want you to humble brag but I know you are a dedicated gearhead when it comes to automobiles am I okay <laughs> Well, growing up in Los Angeles and New York and <laughs> so many yeah. other places. The star of this film is the 1973 Ford Mustang. That's the car to see. There we go. Now, this car they just chopped up was called Jill. Okay, that's always a code name. The code name for the 1973 Ford Mustang is Eleanor. Got to give a lady's name. Keep it classy. See, it's got the the plate again. It is now the wrecked car, the wrecked up car, just like poof, it'll be on the street. They'll run the plate. They'll have the record of it. Carl, just that for shits and giggles, can you tell me where you are in this movie? Yes, I am liking it, but at the same time, no, I'm only kidding. Um, it, I'm at <clears throat> seven minutes and 20, 21, 22, 23, 7, 24, 5. I mean, you're at 34. Damn it. 34? One, two, no. And now. Okay, we're looking at money. Lots, yeah. lots and lots of money. Yeah. This Carl. is the biggest deal of their... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, I want money. Lots and lots of money. I want a piece of the pie. Yeah. I want to be rich. Do, 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 do. It doesn't... The best things in life are free, Right. I mean, but you could save it for the birds and the bees. I want money. That's what you want? That's what they want. Why? Oh, okay. this is like, yeah, this I recognize this. This is where the John, the John Wick ladies work. <laughs> okay. Now, look, this is the biggest deal ever. It's a $400,000 deal. He's getting 200 of that up front. Okay, it's in his back pocket right now. He's going to use it to pull the scam. He has to get like 50 cars by three days. Uh -huh. And he doesn't have to swap them like we saw him swap out Jill. He just has to steal them and strip them. Wait, let me do the math. Three days, uh -huh. 60 cars, 30 seconds. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I think 60 it's, seconds. It's, it's either 48 or 50. 
50 cars. Okay, here we have a wedding in New York, New York State, and it's wow. a Polish wedding, and we'll get a lot of 70s Polak things throughout the film. Oh, a lot of good jokes? It's 48 cars, 48 cars. And the Ford Mustang is the Eleanor. Now, look, it's very specific. They want yes. six limousines. They want three Rolls Royces. They want uh, one Eleanor, you know. I, one I hate talking shop during a wedding, but who who's this they that wants it so badly? Well, it's like um, the guy. It's really the director, H.B. <laughs> Hilicki. He is an insurance claim. He does insurance cla uh, claims. So for yeah. instance, like if the car gets stolen, he pledges to go find it. And that's he works for the insurance company. So see? he's stealing cars from his client to yes. write the claims. Well, he's not the client. He, he's hired by the insurance company. He, it's not really his, cl his client. Gotcha. But does the insurance company want him? I'm sorry. Like, I know this is a wedding. I shouldn't be talking shop. But this <laughs> I'm, it's going right now. The music's going Polish, 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 P -p Polish, 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 and the Polish polka. And look, he uh -oh. a flower. This is a 70s movie. That kid should have been shot in the head by now. Look how honest this is. It's just some bummy bar, like my reserve club where we have the open mic. Oh, you think that's the open micers there, like yeah, waiting for the wedding right. band? We're waiting. Where's the list? Where's the list? That's the first thing you say when you both. Are you are you on the groom side or the bride side? No, I'm here for the mic at six o'clock. Is there a list out yet? I'll be doing five minutes. Well, it's eleven a.m. and we have a wig actually right now. Uh, okay, <laughs> the list is not out. So the list is not out. Can I start a list? Yeah, Can I start a list. I was here first, and uh, my friend Tony's coming, so he would come. He would, he would perform first. So I would be second. Now look, we're getting some family politics and business politics. Okay, nice. when their father died, um, he got a lot of the shares. He's the goofy. The, see the one with the rose. He's Mister Cool. I think his name is uh, Pace. Um, oh right, you got to keep a good pace when you're stealing cars. <laughs> yep. It's Adrian Pace. That's what it is. Adrian Pace. A Pace. So he just had the fucking balls to fly to New York, go to this friend's wedding who is a, a partner in the business, and tell him, you're not going on your honeymoon because we got to steal 48 cars. And, of course, the guy's like, you know, fuck you. It's my wedding. And it's like, well, and he gets his way. He, the guy has to stay, and he sort of becomes the bad guy. But I don't know. He got screwed. He was so rude. Oh, so the groom is the bad guy in this movie? He's the adversary? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it's because he has blue balls. That's why he's fucking pissed. <laughs> so here we are in 1970s Los Angeles airport. And, you know, it's all very hungry. It's Jane. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't changed at all. The same fucking greats. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> Look how they park by the terminal. Yeah, oh, nice. Uh, right. Is, Behind him is the parking lot, I'm sure. He caught his chest hair, you see? His thing is open yeah. there. They're going to take that car. Look, look. That's an Eleanor. That's a 1973 Ford Mustang. Oh, he's going to steal the car now? Well, there'll be a joke. 
It won't, he won't get it. See, this movie does not follow the movie rules, but there were sort of like no movie rules yet in 1973. You know, it had to be built, this uh, Hollywood movie of today. Right. This movie's really good and interesting and fun. And also, it sucks so bad. It's both things. I was always under the impression it was no more than 70 minutes. <laughs> it's 60 seconds. Now look, this oh you mean oh you maybe you're thinking of the sequel. Look there was a sequel. Yeah, this guy's saying, let me steal it, boss. Please let me steal it. And he's gonna be in the, the guy who's our final chase scene. Oh, there's car chases in this movie? Oh yeah, you're gonna love it. Oh, I don't know. I get a little nervous. Did they oh this is before seatbelts, right? 1973? It was before seatbelts, yes. Yeah, and they only had AM radio. Or a track? No, they had no a tracks. You don't think that that Rolls doesn't have an a track kicking it? So he's like, "Thank you, God. Okay, see you soon. Bye, bye, bye." Okay, here. No, here it is. Now watch this guy. He's so cool. He'll be in our final chase. He goes to get in, and he's like, "Oops, haha, wrong car," and he gets super embarrassed. They're very suspicious that he was, you know, I don't know. No one's suspicious. I wouldn't even call this pre-9-11. This is like pre-calendar. <laughs> right? They were still using just, like he just sunlight. Played. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Looks like March. That's what they said. This is the way they acted this airport. Everyone has they their stole own the Yeah. Okay. Now with the guy we saw who got embarrassed. He's now dyed his hair gray because it's going to help him with being identified when he's, you know, for stealing cars, if he gets caught or something. I don't know why, but it's gray now. And he's not like our big boss, Adrian. He's like sort of second in command and running the operation. And there won't ever be any static between him. And he's cool throughout, but. He is cool. Now, his hair is so cool, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. see, like, take out his sideburns. They're sleeping. Don't disturb his sideburns. They're sleeping. <laughs> oh, little sideburns. Yeah. Oh, here's the list. That's the list of cars they're going to steal. Now, it's very specific, right? They need right. a Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow, a Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost, a Plymouth Barracuda, a Jaguar E-Type, Rolls-Royce Phantom 5. You know, it's very specific what this guy wants. He's got a Ferrari V12. And of course, our favorite, the 1973 Ford Mustang Eleanor. Eleanor. There's Lyle Wagner, and they will yes. steal his car. And Lyle Wagner, of course, is the $6 million man, right? From no. TV? No. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's Steve, Steve uh, Austin. That's, Austin. Uh, no, it's uh, Lee Majors. Oh. So he's not Lee Majors. Where do I know him then from? Uh, he was in a lot of 70s TV, Lyle Wagner. Um, oh, didn't we? I think we saw, did a movie with him in it. I don't remember, and I ought to. Oh, it might have been a film that I picked, and I was like, nah. But there was like <laughs> Lyle Wagner in it. Here's our plan. Yep, that's right. That's what they're going through. We got a lot of cars to steal tonight, but they're easy picks. It's a sabotage. Do, 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 do. 
This is like one long sabotage video. <laughs> wow, that is a classy fucking garage, man. You got pieces of artwork in there. Look how little room there is. Dude, I love putting my artwork in the garage right be behind the car. That way the exhaust fumes gets into the artwork. <laughs> Ooh, little top secret shit in yeah, there. 1973 spy shit. Right. Who's led me this? If you were at the drive-in and you saw that, you'd be like, whoa, dude, that was cool. Did you see it? Ah, nice. switch. Oh, this is where we need to be. Okay, now our cool guy buys a jacket and he'll use it to pretend he works there. He and is cool. He put of, it right over his denim jacket. Yes. And it's the 70s. And he will sort of, a la pickpocketing, bump into a guy oh. with a badge. Yep. And he snaps no, his badge Mr. off. Cool. What a nice Rolls Royce that guy's pulled up in. Oh, look at that. His funny hat. He's it's going to be gone in 60 seconds. Those are called quarter midgets. It's pretty cool. I think it's cool that they were able to rent a uh, a racetrack and do this for their movie. No, no. Oh, no. They they shot the movie during an existing. <laughs> the, go the, the Goodyear Blim says, lock your doors or it may be gone in 60 seconds. And I think that's wh where they got their title. I don't there you go. There was no script. Well, because it also uses the number 60 seconds, which is the title. Right, exactly. But I'm saying that it might have got named, like, well, it, I don't know. It's just interesting. They had no script. They just had some general guidelines. And they would add lib it, like, left and right. Aggie. Yeah, Aggie's rolling away right now. But I think that means Augie from the Texas uh, A&M University. It's their football team and their oh, all right. Augies, I, I think. Oh, look, they're outside. They're outside in the backyard. In the grass. <laughs> On the grass, yeah, I got the dog there. Now, look, he's just sipping his booze. That's the way to do it. Because if you pour it in a glass, you might lose valuable alcohol. You got to go straight into the mouth. Yeah, there is, a, what is it called? Uh, contrition, contrition. You lose yeah. a little energy in the transfer. Yeah, right, right. You skip a step. Yeah, you it's like a drop, man. It's six steps of Kevin Bacon, but basically you're drinking directly from the bottle. <laughs> it's the bacon. It's bacon. Oh, good old 18. One, where do you live? I live on 18,504 <laughs> Main Street. Well, I mean, H.B. Holicki was a little bit of a egotist, which is cool. He was cool. I'm your friend, H.B. You're cool. And he, like, he, he passed away. He'd do a lot of um, inside jokes, like he'd use his real address and, in, and um, well, you'll see as we go through it. Like, you love the guy. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love the guy. I have yet to see Nicolas Cage or Angelina Jolie, so that's a plus. <laughs> Wasn't that, that was like a big name director. That was the big joke, because here's this tiny little cult movie where this guy just fucking cranked out his practical... Uh, effect mm -hmm. stunt racing movie and uh the hollywood version decades later just kind of picked up the skeleton of it and just mass you know made this giant well, the, the widow was very involved in it um oh all right jerry bruckheimer touchstone pictures that was who it was which is disney right the disney owned touchstone back in the day i wish they would put that movie on disney plus mm-hmm 
Yeah, I wonder why they wouldn't, right? If they, we don't know the legality there. Uh, it was Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie. I saw it. 1995, The Riddler. Right. You see, he died. He died in a stunt. Not on this film, but on the, uh, you know, number two of this film. Gone in 60 Seconds, number two. There was a accident and he died so there's a widow or widow widow excuse me involved and she worked with jerry Bruckheimer to make that film happen i saw that film that film's got this whole subplot in which they kidnap his ne'er to well do well brother and they're gonna kill him it was uh mcrib right to vc uh mcribovitz what was that kid's name (laughs) i don't know you know this this, uh uh Genevieve McRibs. I don't know. All right. Greasy McRibs. That's so Greasy McRibs. No, no, the Scientologist, the young guy, the one who looks uh, from, anyway. I wouldn't know that kind of thing. I don't watch the news. I will Google it. Oh, oh, so yes. Yeah. Spare me your Google. Now, okay. He stole the car. The owner was out walking his dog drunk. And so he got in his car in his pajamas and is chasing him. And that attracted cops. So now we've got our first chase. Uh-oh. You know, these cops, they are all real-life cops. I mean, H.B. Halicki owned, like, a junkyard and a repair shop. Where you saw them before doing the stripping of the car, that's his shop. That's his shop. Nice. <laughs> right. And he would stop for, uh, you know, three months, and he would bang out cars, and he'd end up with, like, 20 grand. And then I, you know, I, I had a sense it was his shop because you could see him in the back editing the movie. <laughs> He's there with the avid machine. These are real people. All throughout the whole film, you'll just see real people. They will come down the car over the hill, do a jump, twist around, smash into a wall. And real humans are standing there going, what the fuck? Nice. <laughs> So shit like this, like a flipped over car, you don't take lightly. Like, so they actually had to like flip the car over, get the camera ready. Yup. Like for a movie, you know, big deal. But when your friends do it, it's like, whoa, man, how'd you do that? (laughs) It is so um, dangerous. There were so many accidents on this thing, including our director himself, who walked away from this movie with a limp for life. I mean, he... And it's, yeah... And it's unfortunate. I mean, he died in shooting his the sequel to this movie. Yeah, he did. He was in New York, upstate. Yeah, upstate New York. Yeah. And they were going to do a stunt, and uh, this crane uh, let loose its chain early. It chopped into a telephone pole, which fell to the ground. And our poor guy was like, you know, right on top of me. He's like, look at that. What's yeah. coming? Like a meteorite. I mean, what are God, the how odds? horrifying? What are the odds? Well, I mean, this so there was no like safety crew or whatever that that are associated with films. No, they just no. went out. They just went out and shot it. Yeah, this guy made fish burgers, but he did it with a lot of money, and it looks quality, and it's yeah. really well done. But yeah, it was dangerous all around, and it even took his life in the end. Wow. Can talk about the sequel because, from what I understand, it's only like forty minutes. Well, yeah, they didn't get to film it all. He died, you know. Uh, listen, I just want to tell you, we're ha- that's the bad guy again, right? Okay, so he stole one of the forty-eight cars, and you saw it last night. 
when but you know but then he went and put the car back because he got attraction attract you know attracted attention and the, he knows the guy is an insurance adjuster who never gives the money to the people you know and, and that's so why so, so he it's returned like the car so he put the car back so that that guy would get in trouble because that guy claimed, you see the cops handcuffed him? I don't yeah. know. It, it, he screwed the guy over. What's happening now is the ladies calling up their secretary, Miss Penny, Miss Miss, you know, Penny Lane, uh, is calling up limo companies because they got like four or five limos on the list. Just making arrangements to get picked up. Oh, there's the old thrifty. Yeah, the gray-haired. Here's our gray-haired best robber. Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize him. I, I was looking for a guy with not dyed hair. <laughs> right. It's so <laughs> obvious. He does not old enough to have that. I was looking for someone who looked like Adam Horowitz, right? And not oh. like <laughs> Look, the other two. Look, it's the Tabiki Inn. Wait, cafe? What does it say? Tijuana. No. Tijuana in. TJ. <laughs> drop in. Get it? Do drop in? We do drop in. Is he his briefcase? Oh, he's just parking a Rolls Royce here. But they they do their research. They stake it out. Here goes one of the caddies that they wanted. It's gone in it's, sixty seconds. I know. I was timing it, and it didn't even hit the minute mark. Oh, he took the bike for for shits and giggles too. <laughs> That's oh, what they said. They don't keep the possessions inside because it might, you know, lead to right. uh, being traced. Uh, okay. Oh man, flight to Eastman. He's no, taking that's, the yellow that's card. Not an Eleanor. Okay. No, it's a lemon Eleanor. I think it's a Porsche, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, oh wait, hang on. So. Are you keeping count? Are we keeping car count? Because once we get to no. fifty, I'm turning this movie off. No, no, it's only forty-eight cars. Well, we've seen four cars get stolen so far, right? I more than that. Haven't Five. We? Well, this <laughs> must be six. Here comes another. <laughs> Is this the fucking movies? It's All right, forty-two let's more. Like oh, finally, 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 some seventies I like. All right, so now we're gonna get some seventies you like. One is he'll be like. That's a fine honey right there. And then no, now I gotta sell the car. He'll get into the car, but he'll get a surprise in the car. What a boner? <laughs> That's no surprise. Oh no, there's a dog. He didn't see it because he was looking at that lady. That's very close. Oh, is it Python? Good guess. No, my God. It's a baby tiger. It's Ben Gal. Is that a guy I or a gal tiger? It's Ben Gal. Bingo. Whoa, look, it's a puppy. Or it's a cub. You know, you have to crack a window when you put a tiger in your backseat for security reasons, because yeah. otherwise they, well, they get... This was the 70s. It oh, right. They had, like... Did you notice the kid in the backseat, too? The 70s, man. That's just crazy. Now, this is a little weird of the film. We now see the whole process of doing the stealing. Why didn't we see that on, like, car one? You know, like, why do it now... Well, I think it's kind of like Crank 2. You have suddenly realized you have to fill the rest of the movie with stuff. But there is this horrible scene that does exactly that. Just pad the time, yeah. 
But this is interesting. You know, I kind of want to know how they do it. Slits malt liquor. See, look, malt liquor's from the 70s. <laughs> look at the bowl. Yeah, bowl's fucking tipsy. It's a blue ball. Ox. Blue, blue ball. Oh, you like, I get blue balls all the time. Oh, yeah. Tell blue. me about it, bro. Uh, hey, brother. Capone. I okay, got a book so. about Capone. It's the Old Testament. <laughs> what yeah, do I feel like reading tonight? Capone or the Old Testament? <laughs> it's like your Walter White stuck in the cabin with nothing to do. Right. Well, anyway, it's Capone or the Book of Revelation. Let's see. I'll start from left to right. Capone. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Old oh, Testament. Testament. <laughs> well, they have that Playboy magazine behind the desk. You can look at that. Zo Fran and Zoe. She's in on it, right? I'll so steal those cars. Yeah, she's in. A, okay, so what? Here's what happened. There's bad guy, right? Right. Bad guy saying, "Well, you fucked up now. One of the cars you stole was seen by the insurance. Blah blah blah. He noticed the plate, and he's like, you're fucked now.' And he goes, "Don't worry about it. I'll have it gone by the morning." Okay, so here comes a tow truck. Wait now, a minute. The movie's not called Gone by the Morning. Okay, here comes the tow truck. <laughs> no, it's not stealing the car. He's sort of like putting it back. Oh, I got you. Okay, so here comes return the in two back. days. <laughs> God, in sixty seconds. Look at his hat. Return in seven. Oh my God, I love that hat. <laughs> he should pose for a salt and pepper shake. Okay, now here's a cop. So what? What's the big deal? There's a guy with the tow truck. Why does he care? I don't get it. Ooh, there's a canine. That dog's sniffing out bad guys. Yeah, well, this was the 70s, so it was still the K-8 program. They hadn't oh. advanced the... Oh, it was the K-8, right. Oh. That was back in the day. Today's police dog is a true soldier, trooper. He is a canine level. I saw the Jim Belushi prequel, K-8. Wasn't as good. <laughs> Sentry dogs. Sentient dogs. Sentient dogs. I'm, I want lunch. You just <laughs> ate. You just ate. Foxy. I know that. I'm sentient. What the fuck, man? Why? Law enforcement's crazy. That's right. Why? What is, what did, now, the thing is, the cop's right. By the way, it's a real police officer. You yeah. know, this H.V. Halicki, he ran tow trucks. He was, jet, you know, Department of Public Works uh, contracts. He was a big dude in the... <laughs> the film starts out, and it's, like, produced by H.V. Halicki Towing Company. It really was produced by a wrecking yard and towing company. Yeah, right. Really I love is. it. He did all this on his own, and... This is pretty cool. Like yeah. the, you could see the the camera getting banged up a bit when when they yeah now service. he he owned there's going to be a big chase scene and all the cars he owned he would like go to auction just like we saw and you know pay dirt cheap for these cars so he could fuck them up in this movie. Now one thing I have to ask you is that some of these cars are Rolls Royces. Mm -hmm. How yeah. do you pull it off? What do you think? Um. That it? is no, that's friends and stuff. That he didn't own. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. He puts Those a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, this like that shot we just saw with the camera on the bottom of the seat or whatever. Yeah. As he, as he, I mean, this is pretty cool shit. He's really spent budget on this. I think it was, uh, here it is. He spent $150,000 of 1974 money and it right. made $40 million. Now that's probably over the life of it, you know, because it was released to DVD and, and sure. VHS and, but I mean, was it though? Because I, this was a cult film. I mean, in the eighties, it was an underground videotape. It wasn't easy. I, I couldn't go into Blockbuster and find this film. Yeah. I mean, not till maybe the Nicolas Cage movie might've prompted it to be re-released. Well, I've got these details I'll have to find. Yeah. So was this like, uh, was this a road movie where they just brought it to different towns and stuff or? Well, it was all pretty much Los Angeles County. The chase that we're going to see, which is the big one, goes through five towns. Do you think when the movie was released, though, did they do it as like a Village Roadshow type of tour? Or oh, you... I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, let me find in my notes. I've got something written up about the release. But it seems I... like this film lasted a while. Like, it's a perfect double feature, you know? You know, the director's brother is the one doing the crane right now. Nice. Yeah. And almost anywhere on the internet you read a review of this, they mention it. Well, like he's into it, you know? Yeah. He's a cool brother, the director. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. gonna let me do what? Hey, I, I'm sorry what I said about you 40 years ago. <laughs> it's all right, bro. Yeah, oh, no. Eleanor. You see, he's just like showing us production value of something he does all the time. Wreck up a car. Yeah. You know, it's the world he's in. And he will destroy 127 cars in this film. Jesus, if I ran a drive-in theater, I'd be like, oh, precious. Oh, I could have been <laughs> parked. Oh, another customer gone. Very nice. Uh, look at this. This is how you steal a fucking truck. Yeah, it's just more. Well, I don't think he's. He's removing well, the, he the caboose. He clearly is, yeah. Wow, look at that. It's a blunt before blunts. He did. <laughs> he's actually smoking the tobacco in there. Right. That's you like a, a pre blunt. You're supposed to dump it on the bus and put weed in there, dude. Can't Why didn't I find the release notes? Damn it. Oh, but I'm sure, like, you, it must have had a life. I mean, I, if I had a double feature movie house, this would be the second billing of every every time, whatever it is. Well, it's it's good and bad film. Like, I, we're seeing all the good stuff. Okay, they're noticing an Eleanor, but that's okay. They've already got their Eleanor. They're going to steal Look at their this. Eleanor. How vintage. This is oh. Los Angeles, right? Right. Or Southern California, at least. No, it is Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, now they're noting where he lives. Okay. And they're like, in case we need another Eleanor, ha ha ha. And that's like a plot point. Oh, because they're going to go back and get it? Yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah, you can't introduce an Eleanor in the first act and not pull it out in the third. Okay, so now we're going to have a thing. He's doing his job for the insurance company, and he shows up. I understand your car was stolen. Yes, it was stolen. Blah, 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 blah. We'll try to get it back for you. You better, because this is a lot of money. Nice to meet you, client. I will try to find your car. Heard good things about you, son. Good luck. That's and the secretary is like, oh, grinning. <laughs> I got it. Well, he is a good actor, too. 
I cannot believe I got the box office information here. Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. I got I don't have Okay, well the release would go through like all of its releases on DVD and VHS yeah. and they were I I don't have years cuz But this didn't never this never played on premium cable or basic cable. I guess not. I yeah. don't know. My research has failed the audience. Now he's meeting the client. I hear good things about you. We're going to do a good scorebook, sir. And it's sort of like he's winking at the audience like, I stole this fucking car. Yeah, right. Oh, I'll get your car back. Yeah. yeah. I, I can sense exactly where it is. It, well, not in 45 minutes. I can sense exactly where it's going to be. It's going to be returned in 30 days. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah, the guy brings the ship back with the 48 cars and says, fuck yeah. it. We're, listen, we're, we have to return all the cars. Who looks at my toy room? This is where I have my, my race car. Yeah, well, it was a serious like racing vehicle, not one of these. They're just bragging. The movie's bragging because he can. It's production. Yeah, value. he has it. He knows people who have a garage with fucking race cars. Formula One is that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's shameless because I want a Viceroy cigarette right now. The promotion. Excuse me, sir, boss. I'm giving you unnecessary things in the 2000s. Like, there's a phone. I'll take a memo to call him. Right. Here's a memo for a phone call. Please send flowers to Dickie Johnson's secretary. Oh, hey, look at this. Television studios. Oh, there's less gates around it. <laughs> now they have, like, security gates all around it. That's by the farmer's market, Carl. <laughs> oh, really? Sure. Oh, yeah. 